Welcome to another episode of Ross's Podcast. Thanks for supporting me, for uh, listening to me, and I hope you enjoy um, the information that I bring you. So I haven't made one of these in a super long time. I think it was around uh, the middle of December that I made a podcast, Um, but I wanted to touch about... um, The XFL, and I know I've made some videos and posted them on Facebook talking about the XFL. I know, actually, I just made one. And so, my thoughts on the XFL is the fact that um, it is a a good competitor for the National Football League. I think that uh, the eight teams that are in the league right now um, are. Uh, very, very talented. I, I like the concept of the XFL. Um, I think that with the six and a half games or so that I've watched out of eight, um, they have all been uh, very competitive. They have been very exciting to watch. The rules are very interesting. Um, and so if you haven't had a chance to watch any XFL games, just know that they're on Saturdays and Sundays. There's two games um, on Saturdays and two games on Sundays. And if you don't know anything about the XFL, it is this brand new league um, that originally was started in 2001, and it just was like the AAF last year. It only lasted barely one season, and that was that. So now Vince McMahon... um, is the guy who was able to restart this new league, this new complement to the National Football League. And uh, it's definitely different um, because the rules are somewhat similar to the NFL, but very much different from the NFL. You know, you have your standard holding calls, the pass interference, which are spotted uh, depending on where the play actually took place, or the penalty rather. Um, so that's the same, um, you know, the offsides and all those kinds of things are the same. False starts, um, typically five, ten yards, and, and so on. But where the difference is in the XFL as opposed to the, to the NFL is in the kickoff. Um, what they have done is the kicker uh, is by himself, and the defenders are actually setting up uh, at the 30-yard line. And so then the opposing team is set up five yards uh, in front of them, or the receiving team, rather, um, is set up five yards in front of them. Um, the lone receiver, uh, or I should say kickoff returner, is back at the 10-yard line, which is you know more or less pretty standard as far as like the NFL goes. Um, But the thing that they're most concerned about in the XFL is player safety. So the fact that the players uh, up front are only five yards apart is something that is completely different from the NFL. Um, They still kick off from the 30-yard line, or 35, but the ball has to travel past the 20-yard line of the returning team. And if the ball does not go past the 20-yard line, then there is a penalty on the kicking team in which the receiving team gets the ball at the uh, opposing 
team's 45-yard line. That's not confusing at all, is it? <laughs> I think the main thing is, is that you just got to check this league out because, again, it's very interesting in the fact that on offense, when you score a normal touchdown, whether it's rushing or passing, you know, it's still the sand standard six points. But where it's different in the NFL, you know, you can kick the point after touchdown from the three-yard line. Um, or actually, no, I'm sorry, they moved it back to the 20-yard line. So, But in the XFL, when you score a touchdown, you get three options. You get to choose to run a play uh, for one point from the two-yard line, or you can run a play from the five-yard line and try for two points, or you can try running a play from the 10-yard line and going for three points. So... It's very interesting from a strategic point in the game. So that's one of the things that I like about the XFL. One of the things that I do not like about the XFL is the fact that the reporters on the sidelines are too aggressive. I know that the, that's what they were told, you know, in these broadcast meetings or, you know, whenever the league started, that's what they wanted. They want to give fans more insight to the game, you know, because they bring them into the locker room so that they can see and hear what the coaches and the players are talking about as far as mid-game um, strategies, you know, mid-game adjustments. That's the word that I was looking for, uh, which is kind of cool to see, but um, you know, from a, a former player standpoint, having a, a reporter in your face trying to find out what either went wrong or, you know, how the play ended up working out well, I don't necessarily need to hear all the time, you know, what their train of thought was as far as, well, why did the quarterback get sacked on this play? Or why was the ball intercepted? Or, you know, some of those things. You know, I do like the reporters asking the the coaches and some players, you know, what adjustments do you need to make at halftime in order to become more successful or to have a chance to win the game? You know, that's standard. I like that. But after every single good play or every single bad play that happens, I mean, do, does the reporter really need to be in their faces all the time? Personally, no, I really don't think so. But that's just me. So the XFL is a good thing to complement the National Football League. That's what I think overall about the XFL. Switching gears and talking about Major League Baseball for a minute or two, um, the Twins started their spring training today. And last year, if you kept up on watching the Twins, you know that they won 103 or 102 ball games last year, um, which is the most games that they have won since the 1960s. So this year with the moves that they made, you know, I really don't think that they'll hit 100 wins this year. I would guess that they could hit 95. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep my standards and my, my expectations low because it's the Minnesota Twins. Um, they do have some really great baseball players, don't get me wrong, but it's always their pitching. Their hitting is just fine, I think. You know, they've got Sano, they've got Arise, they've got, um, I can't even name them all all of a sudden, but they've got some really good hitters. 
Um, they do have some decent pitchers, but uh, their pitching still is something that they need to work on. Their bullpen especially. Um, you know, you can't go in and beat the Yankees in the Bronx uh, if you don't have the bullpen to do it. That's why they've won 26 or 27. Actually, you know what? I don't even know how many uh, MLB pennants that they have because I don't usually keep up with the Yankees. My thing is the, is with the Twins. So, um, But I do think that the Twins can can easily reach 95 wins. So, uh, But they just need to improve on their pitching. If you've kept up on the UND men's hockey team, you know that they swept Denver University this last weekend. 4-1 to one on Friday and 3-1 to one on Saturday, or vice versa, I guess now I can't remember. But I just know that they they swept Denver, and uh, they're going to have another home series, I believe, this coming weekend. Um, they've only lost two games all season long, as far as I know. I think, I believe their record is 14-2-2, and two and two, so they've tied twice. And uh, I remember seeing an article on Facebook talking about how this is the best team that um, UND has had since 2016. And they might actually be better than the 2016 championship team because um, they have more wins at this point than that team did. So if that's the case, let's definitely uh, see them go to the Frozen Four and get to that championship and bring home another Another uh, championship to Grand Forks.